I would say it'd probably be if you remember Apes Odyssey. Yes. I was actually yes. uh, started playing that uh, again uh, last month. Oh. Um, with the intention of 100%ing it. Really? Oh. Yeah. See, I was never any good at Apes Odyssey. I, I didn't like um, the bad guys in it. They used to scare me so bad. If I if I entered a screen that had like um, a bad guy on it, I just couldn't. Mm. Some of them I could like see the normal bad guys with the guns that you could just like. Yeah. <clears throat> they were easy, but there were certain bad guys I can't remember their names. They all looked like hands, though. Yes. Um, absolutely. But yeah, I just watched my mum play that because my mum was obsessed with Abe's Odyssey. Um, Is that a surprisingly obsessed. violent game? Oh, it's very violent. Yeah. Um... Really uh, dark. Really dark. Yeah. The the story is actually for for what the game is, it, it doesn't deserve to be as like interesting and compelling mm. as it is. Um no. but yet yeah, here we are. It's so dystopian, like Oh <laughs> Um But yeah. Do you you wouldn't remember this because I think like you would have been too young at the time, but like there was a time before you guys had a PlayStation. Yes. And Stephen Blaine, your brother, who I forever will always say his I don't call you Andrew Blaine, but I call Stephen Stephen Blaine. I don't know why. I'm the same. I the call time. him Stephen Blaine. Uh but I I don't do that to anyone else because we know. Yeah, because... I don't say Callum Blaine. <laughs> it's really strange. No, but anyway, so your brother Stephen mm. um, used to ask to come to our house, and it wasn't so he could play with like my brothers. Yes. It was so he could play Jumping Flash. Absolutely. <laughs> jumping yeah. Flash! Jumping Flash! He loved that game so much. And when we um, first got the PlayStation, that was the game that he got with it. Mm -hmm. So he could play it at home. He didn't have to come to our house for Jumping Flash anymore. <laughs> oh, uh, but like, it always makes me wonder what would have happened if we hadn't had Jumping Flash. Yeah. Like, would Stephen, the course of Stephen's life have been totally different? I mean, I think so, because although... He fondly remembers the Naughty game. On the Amiga, I have, yeah. I have no recollection of. Oh, really? Oh, my God. I have it on um, the WinUE ROMs. Oh. It's so good. Andrew, it's so good. I have vivid memories of that game. I love it. I will need to play it at some point. <laughs> 33-year-old woman on a podcast like going on about how great Naughty the video game on the Amiga is. Oh, I'm going to have to... Get this. Is it Noddy's Big Adventure? I think that's what Noddy's it was called. Something oh, like that. it was so good. Because um, you're the only other people I know that had an Amiga. Yeah. Back in the day. Oh, here we go. Noddy's Big Adventure. Have you loaded it up? <laughs> no, I'm just going to download it just now. <laughs> oh my god. It's like a game that has tons of little mini games in it. So you're driving around the town as Naughty, you're in Naughty's car and you're driving around uh, and there's different places you can park your car and when you park your car a mini game will start Uh huh. and sometimes it'll give you the option of whether you want to play the easy mode or the hard mode um, but it had tons of stuff there was this one where 
uh, one of the bears, you go in and you have to open all the cupboards and find all the different food. And there's three stages and you have to pick foods that go with each other to make like, oh, a sundae or a spaghetti bolognese or whatever. But like mm. if you put the wrong ingredient in, the bear just goes, yuck. <laughs> and we used to think this was hilariously funny. <laughs> there's also another one where Noddy's under house arrest. So PC Plod locks you in your house and you have to start digging to escape. <laughs> and it's like a maze game where you, you, you know, you dig out the correct path through the maze. Then you get in your cart and drive away and PC Plod, he's coming after you. So he goes in your house when he realizes that you're trying to escape and chases after you. <laughs> what? Like, Noddy is... escapes the police. What? <laughs> Okay, oh, it's so, so fun. I've done some digging. Mm-hmm. Okay, and Noddy's big adventure was made by the Jumping Bean Company. Okay, and they've only made two games. Okay, Noddy's big adventure and Noddy's Playtime. So this company's oh. sole purpose <clears throat> was to was make to make Noddy games, Noddy for, the games for the yeah, Amiga. Yeah, um, because we had both of them, and I might be like overlapping them in my memory. Because I know that we had two of them, but it's the same concept. You drive around Toy Town um, or Toyland or whatever it's called, and you park at these places, and they they have mini games. Um, and the two different games had different mini games. Okay, yeah, these they yeah they look like the same game. <laughs> really? <laughs> they, they well, do. they're not. They have different mini. They have games. different mini games. I'm mini sorry, games. <laughs> but they are the same game. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> But yeah, I loved that game. Amazing. I loved that game so much. Ah, uh, we'll need um, to play this at some point. Yeah. Um, did you ever hear the story about Waxworks, Andrew? I don't know if I've told this on the podcast before. Waxworks? Uh, no, I've not heard the story about Waxworks. Waxworks was a video game on the Amiga that my parents played. I think it was, weirdly enough, my mum and Callum's mum were playing this game together and trying to complete it it was like a first person-y puzzle game thing mm. uh, the controls were very much like eye of the beholder 2 i don't know yeah. if you played that oh yeah i so, adored eye of beholder 2. i love so eye of the beholder 2 so much um but i'll get to that in a minute <laughs> waxworks uh was this game where i can't remember what the actual plot is but you were playing this guy who went into he was in like a madame tussaud style museum and he couldn't escape or something i don't know i'd need to read it up but um when he approached like a different waxwork it would transport him into the world of that waxwork so for example the first sort of area that he gets transported into is the egyptian zone now this game i don't know if age ratings on video games were a thing back then but if this game came out now it would be an 18 um and elena and i decided to play this game when we were five um and the reason it would be an 18 is because <laughs> there's combat encounters and when you die every single combat encounter in that game has a different death animation okay. and they are all incredibly graphic um and quite disturbing like i went back and watched this on youtube and it's horrifying um and the one that we came across, because we were little kids and we didn't know what we were doing, and I think we could barely read. Mm. 
So we got in this fight with this Egyptian guy and he cut off our heads. Head. Because there's one character. There was two of us, but like one character. Yeah. Uh, and it shows the head falling off. This <laughs> guy lying on the floor with his head cut off in a pool of blood. Oh my uh, God. Are you watching it? It's terrible. Yeah. So I have found a picture of the beheaded. Oh my goodness. Um, how how is this? That's not the Egyptian beheaded. Callum has just shared in the I found chat. It. There like, we that's go. That's the one. That's the like, one. Um, and I went to school and drew that. Oh no. A picture of a bald man with no hair, like his head chopped off, decapitated bald man. And my mum got called into the class. <laughs> like, your daughter has drawn this really disturbing picture. And my mum was like, oh no. Because I think mental. she knew as soon as she saw yeah. it. Like what it was from. Yeah, she was oh, like, oh no. Oh, Oh, yeah. But Elena and I were utterly obsessed after Mm. that. Because, like, I don't know if morbid fascination runs in our family. But Elena and I have a lot of it. Um, I'll uh, I'll stick some of these pictures on the the special features so that people can. Yeah, be warned, they are quite graphic. Yeah. People can uh, peruse if they so desire. Oh. Oh my goodness. From what I understand, it was actually quite a good game in terms of like gameplay for the time. Okay. Okay. It was like quite an interesting like puzzle. Um I don't really remember because I was five, but yeah, and what's weird is that I see that that image of the, the beheaded bald guy. Uh-huh. That has been stuck in my head, like it is burned into my retinas. Um so even though I don't really remember anything about the game. I remember that picture very distinctly. Um, it's amazing how these things kind of like just ingrain into your subconscious. Um, to be fair, I think I have the Beholder 2 was kind of creepy as well. Um, oh, yeah. I loved that game, though. I was obsessed with that. Um, that's really what sparked my interest in Dungeons and Dragons, was playing Eye of the Beholder 2. I mean, I played it when I was a kid, but like... I played um, Eye of the Beholder 2 when I was, like, four or something. Mm. I wasn't playing it myself. I think it was me and my two older brothers had made, like, a little party of four characters. Um, And we started playing through Eye of the Beholder 2. Um, We never got very far because we were little kids. But And it's a very, very difficult game. Mm. Um, Oh, yeah. But the thing that enticed me when my parents were, like oh, we're going to play D&D, was when they were like, oh, it's just, you know, the same kind of thing as I, the Beholder 2. And I was like, oh, my God, yes, I'm in. Yes, we're playing this <laughs> as an eight-year-old. Um, so, yeah, I, the Beholder 2 is, like, really close to my heart. Never completed it. Probably won't because I'm scared of Beholders and I'm scared of gelatinous cubes. And <laughs> um, I can do it in the theatre of the mind, but don't ask me to play it in a video game. Did you ever complete it, Andrew? Uh, no, I was very much the same as you. I would play it at aged about four or five. I'd press on things and get one or two screens in and die. But mm-hmm. it was just so encapsulating. Yeah, that, it so was the art so of it was fascinating. Amazing. Yeah. Um, 
I there is one thing that really freaked me out about it, which was at one point in the game, um, when you're still in the bit that looks like Castle Dartman, like yeah. it's got those like nice light grey walls and all that. There's a mouth on the wall that talks to you and it's animated and I didn't like it. Yep. <laughs> I have nightmares about that now when I'm an adult. <laughs> I don't like mouths on walls. <laughs> I shouldn't mean, have done that. Yeah, but it is the sight, like the imagery is so good. Oh yeah. Um, it really sticks in your head. And like I think that's one of the <laughs> things, especially games like that, especially for the time. Um because you didn't have at like high level of you know mm. graphical fidelity you have like you really notice like when the imagery and um and things like that are like at just like a different level um, yeah yeah i i also think and this is my personal opinion and it makes me sound like a really old person shaking their fist and going kids these oh, days kids these days but, um I was watching the latest episode of Doctor Who, and I won't spoil it because I know a lot of people really like Doctor Who. I don't really watch it. I watch it when the Doctor regenerates, and that's it. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm lame and a lazy fan. Um, but I was watching Doctor Who, and I was thinking, like, Doctor Who really terrified me when I was a kid because my uh, dad used to show me old, old episodes. Uh-huh. Um, he showed me, I think, the first ever episode because he had that on VHS. Like he had a, I don't know, he bought like a box set or something and it had. Um, but it used to be Tom Baker that I would watch primarily. Yes. Um, I was thinking like things were scarier. And I mean this for video games as well as like old BBC TV shows because there was a lot of really creepy ones. Um, but things were creepier when we didn't have good CGI and I don't yeah. know why. I think, I think oh, no, there's an uncanniness to practical. Yeah, yeah, there is. And also, if you're playing to your strengths, obscuring everything just off camera or in the darkness. Yeah. Or well, that's, that's why like movies like the 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 original The Thing is. Oh, that's a terrifying film. A proper like it's a scary movie because. You you can't quite see, and it's, so your imagination starts taking over, and you're like, yeah. oh, and and uh, I think I think yeah, having having like our like level of high fidelity CGI that you know people can achieve in their bedrooms, you know, mm. um, it does having that clarity does take something away from like horror and. Scariness. If you go onto YouTube and watch all of the Doctor's regenerations from the first right through to now, what you find is like not all of the old ones are scary. Um, I would say the second Doctor into the third Doctor is really scary, but that happens off camera, and it's also because he's kind of forced to regenerate, so he's just like objecting to it the whole time and shouting, and it's horrible. Um, and then like after that, they do this weird face morph thing. And it's horrible. It's really <laughs> scary. Um, and I actually think that's good for Doctor Who because it's like, if you want, you know, the audience to understand what the people who are with the Doctor when that's happening feel, because, you know, 
how would you feel if someone you'd been traveling with and you felt like you knew really well suddenly changed their face? Yeah. <laughs> mm. If you want to channel that sort of feeling of uncertainty and fear, like I actually think doing it in a way that's scary is better. <laughs> but these days the doctor kind of just goes, ah, and then like all this glowy light comes out and then they change. Um, I am new doctor exciting. now. Yeah, just, it's okay. still exciting. I, I really like um, that concept of a thing. Like it's it's... Yeah really cool to me um and it's part of why i really enjoy doctor who but like it's more dramatic now and really budgeted and whereas back in the day it wasn't they had monsters that were literally people wearing bubble wrap on their face <laughs> that was painted green um yeah they just don't make them like they used to no. <laughs> that's it we're just too old that's it mm. Stephen always said that if he was going to have kids or raise children in some way, he's going to start them off on the oldest of the old hardware for games and then every year or so move them up a generation <laughs> well, so that they can appreciate the way things work. That's I how I am. actually done something too dissimilar. Um, look, his first video games were like Sonic the Hedgehog because... Um, Stuart, my partner, he had a Mega Drive growing up. That was his his access to gaming when he was a child. He had a Mega yeah. Drive, and so he was a big, big Sonic fan. And he was like, "Well, you're gonna play Sonic, but you're gonna play Sonic from yeah. then." Um, so looks better at Sonic the Hedgehog than I am because I never played Sonic. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a part of my childhood. Um, I do like it as a sort of mum thing where I'm like. Yes, I am pleased that you have a thing you enjoy, son. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I appreciate Sonic for being a cool classic gaming thing, but it's it's not a part of my childhood. Um, but on my side of it, I made Luke play Suikoden, which is my favourite video game of all time ever, um, especially the second game. Mm. I made him play that when I say made him. I asked him if he wanted to play it when yeah. he was six because that's the age I was when I played it. And it was kind of a mistake because it made him cry. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, maybe this isn't suitable for small children. Maybe I should pay attention to the 11 to 12 tick on the back of the case. Um, but he did like it. Um, I haven't let him play the second one yet because I feel like the second one is better written and also makes me cry every single time I play it. So oh. <laughs> like, oh. I'm like, if I cry, this is going to really upset him. I'll wait until he's yeah. a bit older before I, I let him play uh -huh. that. But, so yeah, Luke's, Luke's initial uh, sort of steps into gaming where, oh, well, this is what we played when we were kids. Have a go, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, when I, I mean, nowadays up, he plays whatever he likes. Was, really, he's got a switch. But I was only allowed right up until I think right up until I was like twelve or something. Well, maybe not quite twelve. Um, maybe like ten. I was only using the Windows ninety five PC. Oh, I remember that computer. <laughs> and like that was my computer that I was allowed to play whatever I wanted. And like, I'm pretty sure thinking, that computer was in the house when I was a little little kid, and we went to visit you. Yeah, it was. Um, it was awesome. It was an old gateway machine, um, nice. uh, with a Pentium two, uh, which uh, I I I loved because I played uh, I played Fallout and Mech oh. Warrior three, and 
that was really my that was like my childhood and like um quake and things like that but quake and uh spectrum emulators and amiga emulators and that was Mm. that was my like early days of uh gaming and computing um Mm. and then occasionally i'd be allowed to use the the family windows xp machine but for the most part i was on windows 95 right up until yeah. i was yeah was windows 95 person. not the one that you had to boot up from dos or was that its own operating system I because don't originally remember. windows used to be an application that you run uh yeah that was yeah. um no windows 95 was the was that not the first it may have been the own, first like os os um, yeah. that you didn't boot from DOS and then uh, I can't remember what was before that mostly because I'm too old uh, too young sorry <laughs> I'm too old um, well I never had a Windows 95 computer we had an Amiga and then we had a e-machine uh, Windows 98 um, <sighs> and I played well I didn't uh, at that time people in my family played Star Wars Pod Racer. I played it a little bit, but I wasn't very good at it because I was young. Um, and I think we had, or uh, at least Christopher, my older brother, who anytime PCs come up on this podcast, everyone's like, Christopher is a legend Christopher's among PC the best. people. We love Christopher. He'll never listen to this, so you're the best, Christopher. We love you, Christopher. Love you. Um, he, he played Baldur's Gate, and that's what kind of got me into Baldur's Gate. Um, yeah. And... Yeah, yeah, he's just great. But like another thing that we're planning to do with my eldest is um, I replaced my computer fairly recently. And the one mm-hmm. I had before that was about eight, nine years old. So I'm planning to get another monitor and give Luke my old computer oh, okay. with an ancient graphics card and everything. Yeah. And if he wants to upgrade it, like when he's a teenager and stuff, he can save up for the parts. Because mm-hmm. I think that encourages you know tinkering and stuff yeah. and i think that's really important yeah absolutely and like learning like things like working around like your limitations i remember mm-hmm. like the most fun i had um in school gaming is when we had um we were gifted um from a family friend uh an imac and they looked so cool they did Apple it was has like gone the whole... backwards in design mm-hmm. i, I have to say like it, it, it was and so we're like oh that that's cool so what ended up happening was i would use that for playing minecraft with my friends but see trying to set up and connect to a server you spent you spent like two hours of your playtime like on <laughs> skype like chatting away like going oh no wait I, th- this didn't work we'll need to try this instead and you just spent yeah. like two hours chatting with your friends troubleshooting <laughs> <laughs> that why your server doesn't work whereas you know and, and i mean i find that more fun than playing minecraft itself you know um it's uh i think it's a valuable skill to just be willing to sit and yeah. try and brute force something mess around until it works yeah yeah um, and being able to ha- have that in a like if you get something wrong it's not the end of the world it's not mm-hmm. your your dad's business PC that has all no. his tax return yeah. forms on it, and it's if, like I, I'm really 
sort of glad I have Christopher because he did all of that for me. <laughs> I um, I didn't actually ever build a PC until the one I've got now. Christopher helped me like extensively with the the last PC that I had. Yeah. Um, and I'm really grateful to him for it because. I've learned so much just from like, oh, how do you put this part in here? And then I have to plug all these little bits into the motherboard and, you know, um, it's just really good. And I think eliminating the element of fear out of it, because there's a lot of unknowns. People don't want to tinker with their stuff in case they break it because they don't know what they're doing. But like, I think if you take away the fear of it, Mm -hmm. understanding yeah it's broken so you're not gonna the worst that's gonna happen is you'll get a new one so you might as well yeah try and make it work sort it yeah i fixed Um, my uh my tumble dryer the other day nice hey so that was a good 150 pounds saved for a new one Mm. um the capacitor died so just diagnosed it got around to ordering the part opened it up found where it was sorted it. I need to put all that information online because there is basically zero documentation on how to sort it for my specific model. So that's no, that's, that's the other and thing. That's really... I I find with like um things like music equipment, I was trying to fix mm. why um I have an old digital Yamaha mixing desk oh. from nineteen I think ninety eight or whatever. My goodness. So it's like First of all, the onboard, like the the three volt battery that keeps like the memory, um, had run out. It it just died. Yeah. So you needed to factory reset it every time you turned it on. So I went online, going, "All right, well somebody will have a like schematic oh of the God. thing to open, <laughs> so you open this. it up, so I you could open it up, this. and like um." And, like, replace the battery. And I was like, what I'll do is I'll look up and see if somebody's done it in case there's, like, anything weird. Um, Mm -hmm. And then everyone's like, oh, no, you need to send it to... You need to send it to Yamaha to get it replaced because it's a proprietary part. And I was like, that can't be right. They're like, no, you do. And it's going to cost you, like, 500 quid (sighs) because it's a part they don't have. So I opened it up, and it is literally a three-volt... Um, watch battery, but, and you're like, wait, why is why has nobody? That it's like hundreds of people on this forum going, oh yeah, no, you have to send it back to Yamaha. Anything like that, anything from that time period was all pri- proprietary. I remember stuff. you. I think you'd accidentally messaged me about this. You meant to say something to somebody else, and you ended up messaging me, and I was like, I'll help you find it, and like. I have this weird memory of looking at something that was in German. Yes. <laughs> and me and you were trying to figure it out. And then like later you were like, oh my God, I fixed it. <laughs> it was so stupid. It's it was like, I don't understand why people, I, again, I guess it comes to the fear of like when that came out, people bought it for, you know, like, mm. I, I don't even know how much it was, like two grand for argument's sake. People don't want to open well, up their, their two grand piece of equipment and then fuck it up more, you know? Oh, um, yeah, exactly. But, but these days, that thing's not probably... Well, it depends. Certain vintage music gear can go for considerably it's more. the same as, but... um, as I mentioned, my, my Suikoden games. Um, back in the day, I think they would have retailed for like 30, 35 quid. Uh-huh. 
I could sell my copy of Sweeter Than One with its manual and everything for like two hundred and fifty to five hundred pounds. Oh God! What? Uh huh. That's um, mental. My Sweeter Than Two would go, I think, for slightly less because I don't have the original case or the manual, but the mm. disc works, so it would still go for like in the hundreds of pounds, Jeez. which is absolutely mental. To the point where I don't play those anymore. I have a PS3 that I exclusively use for Suikoden <laughs> because I bought them on the PSN. <laughs> but it's just like, I don't want to break those because they're now family heirlooms. Well, that's yeah, it. Absolutely. Um, and that's like, uh, someone's retirement. And, and oh, things yeah. like that, physical copies of games and things, they're just, they're only going to get rarer. Um, yeah. Which, and there's always going to be someone, like a collector out there who wants... All of them. Well, I'm never selling those. Um, like, but it's they one were of those hard things. enough to get when I got them. Yeah, um, um, and they're even worse now. It's like absolutely insane how much people will buy those yeah. for. Um, but it's it's one of those things. Like, yeah, you won't sell them, but if if it, like your kids' kids have like yeah, no CI die, no right? emotional mm. attachment to it, so they're like, oh, I'll sell this for whatever it is, and you know, maybe they buy a house. Five million pounds. <laughs> maybe they buy two houses. <laughs> it's on auction in Christie's like <laughs> ridiculous money but like um, I wouldn't mind that like see if they did get to being worth that much mm-hmm. um, certainly I would never sell them because they have a lot of sentimental value Yeah. Um, if one of my kids or my kids kids could use it to sort themselves out I wouldn't be against that mm-hmm. as long as they were good people with all of the money that they they have and they're not scrooge mcducks and they don't like dive into like swimming pools of money that would actually kill them yeah um (laughs) (laughs) gotta be responsible with your wealth do you hear that government be responsible oh man don't don't even don't no we're not politicizing the podcast no it's uh too soon too soon all I'll say is that the UK is clown town right now. <laughs> Just clown it's town. It's mental. I like. So I haven't been. I hadn't been following any of it. Um, Listen, Callum. All you need to know is that Liz Truss killed the Queen, uh, left office, and now we have someone elected guy. Uh, and we should have chosen chaos with Ed Miliband. We should have. Honestly, yeah. Um, but it was like it was only this week. I mean, obviously, it's all been kicking off this week. Um, but it was only this week that I like randomly decided, oh, I'll go see what's happening in the world. No. And then I was staring oh, at it going, no. what happened? What happened when I stopped? Why? I shouldn't have stopped <laughs> paying attention because this is insane. But yeah, um, to move on from politics as quickly as humanly Clientine. possible. Clientine. Um I have questions for Andrew. Okay. Oh, oh. Um, so I'm, a, I'm an avid follower of your SoundCloud page. Oh, I've same, not same, 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 same. He's not released ages. anything in ages. You're so talented, Andrew. I know. Oh my goodness, um, I'm blushing. So, a couple things. Uh, mm-hmm. When are you releasing something next? Um, oh, I have been in a dang musical rut for ages. I'll start something, uh-huh. and then I won't like it, and then I'll just I'll go no, I and then I that. won't touch it for like yeah. two weeks, and I'll start something new. It's so awful. It's the it's the curse. Um, it is the curse of creativity. It is. Mm-hmm. What are you What are you using to make the musics? Like, what's your what's your what's your process as flawed so, as it is so far? I open up FL Studio about oh, nice. ages ago, um, 
I'll got uh, there's a, a VST called Labs for free uh, by um, it's not Sonicature. It's uh, is it so I can't remember. Labs. They um, is it the same people who do the Spitfire. Yes. That's the one. They do some really the good BBC plugins. Symphony um, or Orchestra. Um, so they've got a really nice piano um, pack in there. Um, so I'll just start plonking away at whatever, doing some chords and some diddlies on top and see where things go. Um, normally, if I want to make something new, I'll download a new free VST or something like that or try and learn a new technique on what effects to apply to something to sort of get inspiration to have a texture that I can mould uh-huh. into a tune but it's just been recently it's not been there the little diddlies in my mind have went silent you need a holiday that's you need a holiday because yeah. i always find because this is what happened to me with iron is that i hadn't written anything or drawn anything mm. i drew a thing i think the most inspired i have been was i drew a thing when the suikoden remaster got announced because i was so excited so i drew a picture um, which was weird because I hadn't drawn anything in months. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to draw this and I'm going to draw this. But see, as soon as I finished it, it all went away. Yeah. Mm. Um, and it's only since coming back from Aaron where I've not had to think about work. I've just been going on walks and taking in like insane scenery um, that I've started to go, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this. And I'm kind of rearing to go now. Um, so, yeah. If you can take a holiday, mm. please take a holiday. Yes. I think everyone needs a holiday, especially me. <laughs> <laughs> everyone give me your holidays. I hope, I hope everyone to, listening. I'm going to make a t-shirt that says that on it and send it to you under everyone needs a holiday, especially Everyone listening, me. you deserve a holiday. But give it Andrew, to Andrew. He needs he it needs more. more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been obviously like I think all the the music stuff that you have been have done, um, albeit a while back since anything new's come yeah. out. I've really enjoyed. So, mm. um, I, I just I think you should be doing more. That's that's yeah. I, I'd I love will to hear more. Make and more of an effort for the sake of you two. Oh, oh, amazing! Take a holiday first. Take a holiday yeah. first, then you can start making an effort. Um, I actually completely forgot that, <laughs> and I've got I've got a few that we were supposed to play, um, but I said that we were gonna play um, people's tracks and display people's arts and things if they sent it to us, it. and I forgot um, the past few episodes. So um, we will restart that. I will I will maybe with Andrew's permission play something of Andrew's at the end of this one. Oh please do. Um, I mean yeah sure why not. And Andrew's I will, stuff is so good. I will stink a link stink. I will stink I'll a link. Stink a link. I'll stink a link. I'll stick a link to your sound. Was that cloud like some page. polite term for farting? Yes. I'll stink a link. I'm just about to stink a link. <laughs> Did somebody stink a link in here? Oh, that's it. Um but yeah, it is it is one of those things that inspiration is one of those fleeting things that just yeah. it happens. You really or it need doesn't. to grab it by the bullhorns when it arrives because if you don't, 
and it goes away it's like really upsetting yeah yeah that's why recently I've, recently I've started like writing garbage just like anything just trying to write yeah. something um just so that I'm in the habit of doing it so I'm less reliant on waiting for that magical little spark of standing in the shower going this is it this is the yes. song <laughs> yes i need um, to get a waterproof phone or something with a decent microphone that i can hum out a tune for when the moment strikes that's what i do is i just hum things into my phone and then sometimes i hum things over the things i've hummed into my phone um <sighs> to try and do harmonies most of the time it doesn't work um <laughs> I cannot get a single good note. I've got a fairly monotonal voice, I've found. So humming is more different formants of the same tone. Oh. But I mean, eh. To be works. fair, Andrew, <clears throat> and I say this every time, and I'm sure that people get really sick of me saying it, but anybody can learn to sing, even if they are tone deaf. Yeah. Yeah. It's just practice and like sheer force of will and hard work. Um, I'm very fortunate because I'm not one of the people that had to do that. <laughs> I can just sing. But, like, I always encourage people because, like, I go to karaoke and so many people are like, oh, I can't sing. And I'm like, I mean, maybe you don't sing great now, but if you mm. really wanted to sing and you put the work in, you could. Um, yeah. And a lot of people don't sound half as bad as they say they do. Yeah. I find that's the same with um, drawing as well. I'm friends with a lot of artists. And every single one of them get upset at the phrase, I can't draw. Yeah. When uh -huh. really most people can draw and fairly well, honestly. Um, it's the matter it's just, of practice. Yeah. The, the long hours, the the 10,000 hours you need. Well, I said this to Luke because Luke wants to learn to draw. Okay. Um, and he was just like, how are you so good though, mum? And I was like, well, I don't think I'm that good. I didn't say this to him because I want to encourage Yeah, you want to inspire him. And, yeah. But, like, um, I said, like, well, I've been, when I was a kid mm -hmm. and all my brothers were really annoying, I used to go into my room and put my CD player on and just draw for hours and hours and hours. Um, and I did that probably from the age of, like, six or seven mm -hmm. right through until, like, I was an adult. So that's years and years and years of, like, not even drawing to get better, just drawing for something to do. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of people who can draw, who are artists, that's the same thing as them. It's just what well, I drew every day for years. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm better at it. Um, one of the, the coolest things you can see on the internet is like um, people who post art progress from like yes. three or four years. And there's people who, you know, they couldn't draw very well at all. Like, they're, they're the quality of a child. And now, like, three years later, they're doing these incredible, like, digital paintings and stuff. Absolutely. Um, so it is just a case of, like, you put the work in. You put in what you get... Well, you get out what you put in. Oh, um, yeah. And it's just finding the time. <laughs> who has the time these days? Oh, who's the time for anything these days? Oh, woe is me. You just got to carve out the time. It's um, I'm one thing that's really fallen by the wayside for me is my sewing. Oh. I used to sew all the time. I used to make cosplays. I used to like, oh, I've got an event to go to. I'm gonna make a dress, you know. Um, yeah. 
because I love fabric. I think that's the thing. It's not even about the garments. It's about the fabric. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love shiny, soft, like, I'm, I'm very tactile that way. Um, so I, we got invited to a wedding and I was like, okay, this is an opportunity for me to crack out the sewing machine again because mm-hmm. it's been too long. I need to just do it. So I'm going to make a dress. Um, I'm going to do it. Um, and I think like like you were saying, Callum, about um, getting yourself into the habit, I think a lot of it is just sheer brute forcing these things. Yeah. Um, um, finding the time to do it, even if you're exhausted and you just want to go to sleep. Um, sleep too and hydrate, but like... <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, not to the detriment of your health. Um, your health should always come first. Um, anyone who says otherwise... Um, this sort of like I will sleep when I'm dead attitude to yeah. work and life is actually um, super unhealthy. It's not good. Yeah. Um, and you know, like especially creative industries and stuff, they're littered with literal bodies of of the people who lived that way. Um, yeah. And yes, they reached like the obscene heights of success, but for such they a short depressed. period of time, what they was the depressed. cost? They smelled bad. Um, they were dehydrated. Um, yeah, it's just not good for you. Um, Chapped lips and hungry bellies. Oh, not the lips. Yeah, it's not. It's not the <laughs> life. It's not the life to go for. Um, so take it from me, everyone listening. Look after yourself, and then brute force. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Pedal yeah. to the metal. But only when you're healthy. Only when you're yes. healthy. Um, um, speaking of which, uh, decaf coffee is a great way to um, not stay up late. Mm. Um, you say that, <laughs> but we've stayed up quite late. We've stayed up quite late. Um, I might uh, split this into two parts. <gasps> a two-parter. Oh, two-parter. Then we don't need to record next week. Ha 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 ha! Revealing um, the secrets of the podcast. Well, um, I might not. I might. I don't know. Or maybe I'll maybe I'll save like the last wee bit for um for bonus bonus yeah. content on um, over mm-hmm. at the I'll put a marker in here. Um over at kabloof.com uh slash oh it's not slash inverus for the bonus. Hold on, let me tell you what it is. Ooh. It's kabloof.com slash special features, I believe. Yeah, it's special features. That's the one. Yes. Um, um, Callum ruined my segue. I know, um, but I got. Uh, I, I just looked at how long we've been recording. For. Oh, a very long time. <laughs> so I was like, ah, yes. It's, we we had a good conversation. We're all happy. Yeah. Um, but how would you rate the decadent decaf Sumatra blend, Callum? I am going to give it an eight point nine out of ten. Ooh, good score. Yeah. And I'll um, tell what's... you why. I liked it. I've liked it a lot. It's my first ever decaffeinated coffee, and it was good. I would drink that just as coffee. Mm. What about you, Andrew? I'm pretty much the same, yeah. Um, I would say more of an 8 out of Mm -hmm. 10. I think that's more specifically, I much prefer lighter roast coffees. Ah. Um, But this was still absolutely very delicious, very drinkable. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I'm, um, um, as I'm, I said, I had a coffee from them before. wasn't this one. I think it was a level four on the okay. strength scale. This one's yeah. a level five. It's like yeah. I think it's one of the strongest ones they sell. 
I normally drink uh, three strength usually. Um, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a dark, roast, and, strong coffee yeah. person. Um, but I made this uh, a little weaker than I normally would mm. make coffee. Mm. Um, just knowing that. So I think that knowing yeah. how you like your coffee is an important part of coffee oh, it drinking. it really is. Um, I'm, I'm a big dark roast person. I love a dark roast. I love a strong coffee. I love I love espresso. I, like, I'm just really into... <laughs> coffee that punches you in the face um so i would give it a nine out of ten i really nice. really really liked it um, it is a very nice coffee and it's nice to be able to drink coffee at night time and not worry about going to bed yeah 100 percent um and that so was... if you're if you're sensitive to caffeine it's definitely a good thing too mm-hmm. oh yeah mm-hmm. and also like i find um if i drink uh if i drink multiple cups of coffee in a day i become very just useless <laughs> yeah i go brain that, like, fuzzy jittery way where and you just feel awful and like overstimulated and find it very difficult to move or get up i feel very Focus. slouchy and blah. Mm. um so i think i think um this actually might be the future um for me <laughs> To like go out, like hang out with friends and have a coffee. And I'm like, well, I haven't, I've already had coffee today. I can't go for a coffee. Oh, wait, I can have this mm-hmm. decaf coffee that I have taken with decaf. me. Decaf. Delicious. For whatever reason. I love your, your, uh, like coves and blowns voice. <laughs> I, I think it's getting it. worse. <laughs> I'm, I'm hanging around the, the Yosox too much. That's the, that's the problem. That's what it is. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Because any time you talk like that, all I can hear in my head is coves and blowns. Coves and blowns. <laughs> coves and blowns. Um, yeah. Anyway, it was oh. it was an absolute joy to have you on, Andrew. Thank you You're always much. fun it to was... talk to. Yeah, we'll, we'll need to actually talk more. Yeah, we need to hang out. It was a great time being on. Yay! Yay! Um, um, and for everyone listening... Um, if you haven't listened to our entire back catalogue of Inverus and you really enjoyed it, you totally should because it's great. And usually slightly, slightly more on topic. Yes. We usually have a topic. Um, this is what happens when we don't, it's chaos. Yeah, well, this this gave me sort of vibes of the first season um, mm-hmm. because like, th- wh- when we did the first season, uh, just kind of going behind the curtain here, um, we didn't edit it. Well, we did edit it. We edited it very heavily. So we would talk for um, like an hour and a half, an hour and 45, and I would cut that down to an hour, an hour. or yeah. like 50 minutes. Um, so like it flowed um, slightly better, but um, <laughs> that turns out to be a lot of work. So um, Editing so, is to a minimum these days. Yes, if at all. Um, I'll do a slight, slight bit of editing um, just to, <laughs> just to get these to the right size and get the. Um, I plunk the music in after. Obviously, we don't do that live because we're lazy. That would be cool, though. That would be. Um, I could do that, but it would don't involve do me doing it, and <laughs> you know what would happen? It would just go wrong. <laughs> it would go wrong, or. Like, you would do one thing wrong, or I would make a fart noise over the top of it, and we would just collapse. It would just explode. <laughs> In fairness. We, we do anyway, so... Yeah, um, it, it's the nature of the bee. <laughs> yes. 
Um, if you wish to follow us on the internet places, we're at Inverus basically everywhere, I believe. Basically everywhere. Um, Facebook, Twitter. Um, you can go to our website, kabloof.com. Uh, you can also find um, another podcast, the WinFL podcast. They um, have uh, had some really interesting guests from the NFL, so you should check that out. They're um, far more professional than we are. Oh, infinitely more professional. Um, and uh, and uh, honestly, the best-sounding NFL podcast uh, on the internet, having now perused um, a few. So there you go. You should check that out. Um, you can also contact us at inverus at gmail.com. For the people who have sent stuff in, I will get them played uh, next week. Um, or next episode I should say Um, because I forgot and I'm very sorry about that I have contacted you to tell you that I'm sorry already so and with that out of the way good night everyone kabloof kabloof Thank you.